time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Grain transportation has been a key topic at the APAS annual meeting, which wraps up later today in Regina. President Todd Lewis says delegates heard from Mark Hemis, the president of Quorum, who monitors railway movement of grain. In Mark's own words, it was a good news story, but there's certainly some concerns starting to arise, you know, with this year's grain movement. And certainly the data that they collect and so on is starting to show that there's a real big variability in the time that trains are on time at locations like the ports. It's too variable. The uh, terminals aren't sure when the trains are going to show up. And, uh, you know, it can be a, a variabilities of a, of a number of days, you know, three, four or five days. So uh, certainly that's problematic in, in any business and certainly when it comes to moving grain, when you got boats waiting for this grain to get into the terminals and people hired to unload them and all those kind of issues and it gets all the way back to the farm where farmers are uh, having their delivery opportunities delayed. So it's a emerging problem and I think uh, we're going to have to keep a pretty close eye on it here and start talking about it probably beginning now and try and get this thing headed off before it gets to be a bigger problem. Did he say what the answer is? I think better service from the railroads. There seems to be a capacity issue. Uh, CN has done a very poor job filling car orders this year, and it's starting to show up at the ports and uh, certainly it's the country elevator system. The CN also, though, had, did have a bridge problem that was caused by a, a train derailment, and therefore they've had to reroute like 70 trains because of main, mainline issues. No, no, and I mean, those issues, they come and go, and I mean, it's uh, it's all part of the, of the business of railroading, and, you know, I think we're, we're used to, uh, you know, things like snowstorms, all these kinds of issues, but at the end of the day, do they have enough trains to, uh, enough locomotives and capacity to uh, work through these problems? I mean, this is an unusual, you know, they run a run a system that is mechanical, and there are breakdowns, and uh, they're weather-dependent as well, and that, that occurs, so... I think when these issues occur, I mean, you can't predict them, but, but they do happen. And, you know, I think certainly uh, we expect the companies that they're able to make up time, and, and that doesn't certainly seem to be happening right now. In other words, you want the railways to be better prepared for all kinds of issues that we normally face. Absolutely, yeah. No, I think that's, uh, you know, business from, from year to year, uh, th- these things occur and, and can always pop up. And I think, you know, that's what we're saying. Do, do the railroads have enough capacity to uh, look after those issues when they occur? Todd Lewis is the president of APAS. The annual meeting wraps up later today in Regina. CP Rail continues to outperform CN in delivering grain cars to country elevators, but the Western Grain Elevator Association is not sounding the alarm just yet. Executive Director Wade Sobkowicz says CN is moving more products than expected, and that's affecting grain movement. They knew what the crop size was, and they were ready for it, we believe, but they've had to, or decided to, I suppose, divert some capacity away from grain and into intermodal. And that's had uh, an impact. Sobkowicz says CN Rail is taking steps to improve. They are working to bring on crews and locomotives to uh, make sure that they're able to add that capacity back into the system. And so we're of the view that we need to give them some more time before we elevate the issue. But it has had an, an impact. You know, CN in the, in the most recent week has provided a car order fulfillment percentage of 64%, whereas in CP is at 87%. So CP is outperforming CN right now. Fortunately, in most cases, the delays aren't too long. For the cars that are late, could be late by one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, etc. And we're seeing that the cars that are late, most of them are coming 
in the very very next week. So it isn't a, an issue of uh, biblical proportions yet, because we are getting those cars in, in you know, they're, they're late, but they're not crazy late. So we're really in wait-and-see mode. Uh, we know CN is, is trying to bring on uh, more capacity, so, you know, they're doing the right things and saying the right things, and we'll just see uh, if they're able to deliver on that. Wade Zobkowicz is the executive director of the Western Grain Elevators Association. The NDP is calling on the Wall government to provide more support for the victims of wildfires in western Saskatchewan last month. Opposition agriculture critic Carla Beck says the province should use part of a $90 million surplus from lower crop insurance claims this year to help those who suffered losses from severe wildfires. What has been uh, provided for producers to this point is simply inadequate. We have producers who are looking to replace their herds, who are wondering how they're going to come up with the dollars to... um, to feed their cattle over the winter and to find pasture land to graze these cattle on in the long time. We have had a surplus uh, in, in the agriculture funding, as, as noted today, of $90 million. Um, my question is this, will the minister commit to using some of that funding to help these producers in this very desperate time of need? Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart says the province has provided significant support. We have provided substantial funds uh, for this. Uh, we'd all like to give more, but we we, we don't, uh, we don't, uh, our programs don't cover insurable assets, Mr. Speaker. Uh, while in our hearts we might like to stroke a big check uh, from public funds to uh, help these people who, uh, who, some of whom are actually hurting, Mr. Speaker, uh, our programs do not cover losses on insurable assets. And uh, virtually all of the losses in the wildfires were insurable assets, and that's why, on top of everything else we've done with veterinary help, uh, help to dispose of uh, animals. Uh, uh, we provided the $100,000 for the stock growers. The fires burned about 85,000 acres of pasture, killed more than 750 cattle, and destroyed many miles of fences. Cattle prices were showing some downward movement across Saskatchewan this past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsniuk says feeder steers dropped as much as $7.78 per hundredweight. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were lower in all weight categories last week. Canfax reported Saskatchewan feeder steer prices declined between $1.82 and $7.78 per hundredweight. The largest price declines were in the lightweight 3 to 400 pound weight category. The 5 to 600 pound feeder steer weight category declined $2.24 to average $227.70 per hundredweight. On average, feeder steer prices declined by almost $4 per hundredweight over the week. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were also lower in all weight categories last week. Feeder heifer prices declined between $2.80 per hundredweight and $5.85 per hundredweight. The largest price decline was also in the 3 to 400 pound feeder heifer weight category. On average, feeder heifer prices declined by just over $4 per hundredweight over the week. And what were the main factors pushing down the feeder cattle prices? Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were lower last week on lower U.S. feeder cattle cash markets along with some strength we saw in the Canadian dollar. And what were marketings? Canfax reported 40,123 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was down from 52,216 head marketed the previous week. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Slaughter cow prices in Alberta were lower last week. The price of D1, D2 slaughter cows declined $2.83 to average $84.50 per hundredweight, where the price of D3 slaughter cows declined $2.25 to average $75.08 per hundredweight. 
Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta Fed steers moved higher last week. Fed steer prices were reported to average $149.96 per hundredweight, and that was a price increase of $2.50 from the previous week. Brad Marsignuk compiles the weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The latest price outlook from G3 Canada for spring wheat is moving down and Durham is moving up. In the last two weeks, the outlook for spring wheat has dropped $8 a tonne. G3 Canada says the decline reflects weaker wheat futures. Recent Minneapolis March and July 2018 wheat futures have been trading from 625 to 630 U.S. a bushel. The Durham outlook has risen $6 a tonne in the same two-week period. Durham values are up as a result of a weaker Canadian dollar and adjustment to projected sales values. In-store Vancouver or Thunder Bay, number one red spring wheat, 13.5% protein is quoted at $276 a tonne. And number one, Durham, 13% is quoted at $315 a tonne. The market updates on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were showing upward movement in early trading. Feed barley gained $4 at $171.63. Canola rose $1.90 at $486.74 per metric tonne. Oats increased 56 cents at $158.53. Number one red spring wheat went up $3.58 at $238.41. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $265.63. Flax, $472.68. Yellow peas, $222.54. Feed wheat, $136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, December spring wheat gained 5 cents a bushel at 608.5 cents a bushel. The Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week in November 28th. Weyburn didn't have a regular sale last week. It was a Cinnaboya's turn. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.88. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.74. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.30 cents to $0.50. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $0.80 cents to $1.00. We had another big pre-sorted sale here in Weyburn on Monday, and the market was up a bit from the previous week. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.54 and sold up to $2.70. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.37 and sold up to $2.68. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.29 and sold up to $2.44. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.20 and sold up to $2.34. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.15 and sold up to $2.28. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.12 and sold up to $2.25. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $2.10 and sold up to $2.23. And 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.94 and sold up to $2.14. Heifers are about 25 to 30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 500 pound tan steers at $2.39 a pound, a group of 550 pound tan steers at $2.34 a pound, a group of 600 pound tan steers at $2.28 a pound, a group of 650 pound tan steers at $2.00 and 21 cents a pound, a load of 700 pound tan steers at $2.23 a pound, and a load of 780 pound exotic steers at $2.14 a pound. This has been Stephanie Degg reporting.
From the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,400 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 136 to 147 per CKG. Today's sales expected to be around 6,700 head, selling in a range of 139 to 147 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was down 28 basis points to the daily exchange rate at 1.2853. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.75 cents US. U.S. cash markets traded mixed relative to the previous day, and the pork cutout was supportive, led by picnics, bellies, loins, and hams. For a net positive $1.22 U.S. 100 change on the day. Christmas demand from wholesalers over the next few weeks will offer further support as orders come in for the holiday season. Lean hog futures have backed off this morning from the three-week highs reached yesterday, which was believed to be a function of fund buying and calendar spreading. Regardless, current 43-week flatted forward contract prices are near the seasonal tendency of the past two years and represent good value. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. Jim Smalley's Agri-Weather on The Source, 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Partly cloudy, wind southwest 20, the high plus 2, the low minus 7. Mainly cloudy tonight, tomorrow, then clearing skies with a high of plus 2, the low minus 7. Saturday, sunny, the high plus 3, the low minus 7. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high 0, the low minus 8. Monday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries, the high minus 6, back to normal temps. Monday, the low minus 11. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 7, the low minus 10. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 7, the normal high is minus 6, the normal low minus 17. On the roundup, Estevan 0, Saskatoon minus 3, Swift Current plus 3, Weyburn 0, Yorkton plus 1. Cloudy in Regina, plus 2, 36 Fahrenheit, south, southwest at 16, humidity is 64%, the barometer dropping 101.6. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, plus 3. Winds are from the west-southwest, 17, gusting to 28. Once again, Regina, cloudy and plus 2. That's 36 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.